and ran mm-hmm. into one of my friends who was actually one of mm-hmm. my brother's high school teachers. And uh, he's growing now. I, th- I, I he's think growing. he's kind of pushing the boundary, though, on the six plant limit for, for personal. Because like, the, oh, he's like he showed me, I thought you meant he was getting he's, larger. No, he's growing. <laughs> I see. He's growing the wacky tobacco. So he gave me. Oh, he gave me enough for two joints, and I smoked. I smoked half a joint last night, and I was gonna, I was gonna smoke some more, and you know, then I got out of work, you know, and then I got here, and I was like, ah, I don't want to be high. I don't want to be high on the. <laughs> this is um, a kids' show. You don't want to be. High. You don't. You don't. Although I heard Fran on Google, Fran and Ollie, always tripping on acid. Every episode, tripping on acid. I'm sure it's true. Of course. The underbelly of children's television. <laughs> Howdy doody. I mean, I don't know what he was on. Oh, peyote. Or maybe mescaline. Yes. He All really right. wasn't a marionette on a string. He was actually a live human. Just when he was tripping, his yes, arms and legs would just go that way. They've just put a mask on him. He's, he's <laughs> a young kid. They said, why can't he stop doing that with his arms and legs? Let's just say he's a marionette. <laughs> yeah, that's the... He's, he's, he's tripping on he's tripping on mescaline. Just say he's a judge. Just say he's a marionette. <laughs> that was the early episodes, right? Very, very First early. It was a real. It was a real human. It was a real human. It's the SETI Bimco Show with your hosts Tim and John. This week is much like last week in that I wish I was doing something else. It's the Sunny Bimco Show, the show where we look back at the travesties and humor of high school and movies of questionable taste. Oh, and I did want to let you know, uh, the woman who runs the, the the shop that sells the crystals of the tarot cards who smells like patchouli island doesn't shave her armpits. You had them over to your house last week. They're still here. They haven't left. They're still here. They're still here. <laughs> My landlord still is going to be so mad chickens. at me with this water bill. Uh, the uh, the mentally challenged girl who puts the who puts the uh, mm-hmm. whole chickens on the rotisseries, on the, you know, at, to get the roasted chickens at Walmart in the deli, and the homeless guy who goes rummaging through our dumpster to find deposit bottles. Okay, uh, we, we think we may have a breakthrough tonight, though, Tim, because this is the week of Mr. Norman Lear's 100th birthday, and hopefully, okay. I'm not making any promises, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we will break through to the spirit of Miss Beatrice Arthur, a.k.a. Maud. I think you're just going to end up with, uh, and she'll, with, with Lucy. She'll, uh, she'll, uh, she'll, she'll be wishing Mr. Norman Lear a hundredth birthday. I, I can feel, it. I think, I think tonight's the night. Who, who's the woman that played Ethel? Vivian Vance. I think they're going to end up getting Vivian Vance. You, you know? think? She was known to show up for any unwanted party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vivian Vance will just show up. Vivian Vance will show up to the opening of an envelope. <laughs> you see, if you see the Oscars in the 70s, she's always in the front row. She's, she's got like, like an extra chair. She's squeezed yeah. into a table, but she doesn't have a plate. Yeah, exactly. How the hell did Viv, how the hell did Viv Vance get in the front row again this year? <laughs> Anyway, I don't know why I'm picking on Vivian. Poor Vivian. Did you have any thoughts this week besides uh, making fun of Vivian Vance? Or? No, yeah. No. Um, uh, no, I'm still, I'm just still, I'm so excited about this. Uh, I, I really think we're going to have that breakthrough today with, with B. Arthur on the, on the Ouija board tonight. Very excited. <laughs> Very. Maybe she'll actually tell us what she, now she's in the afterlife, you know, she doesn't really care. Maybe she'll actually tell us what she actually thought of Mr. Norman Lear. <laughs> she liked him. Come on. I hope so. I hope so. You never know. You never know what's going to come out. Well, my week was, uh, I won't go into the whole story, but there's an apartment. It's not my apartment. We're moving some furniture out of. Mm-hmm. It involved a seven-foot-long metal table that weighed, I don't know, 4,000 pounds. Ooh, that's what we call the Widowmaker. hot. The Widowmaker. We do call the Widowmaker. But I, I used TaskRabbit for the first time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. And because we had a couch to get rid of. It. No, one want, no one wants a couch. No one wants the chance of bed bugs. We don't want to look at those stains. We don't know where the stains came from. 
I understand. Yeah, yeah. You just got to call a guy to make your couch disappear quietly. And don't ask questions. And don't ask (laughs) ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just give me those questions about those stains. Just give me the cash in an envelope. You'll never see this couch again. Don't ask any questions. Do not. Do not do not do any DNA tests on the couch. What? Just what, make it disappear. What? <laughs> Take what, it to Lake Mead. One day you're riding along on the Staten Island ferry and boom, you hit something. It's like, <laughs> did we hit a whale? No, it's a very no. badly stained couch. <laughs> <laughs> so I helped uh, this task rabbit guy in a van. I helped him take it down the steps. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want to say he's, he's an African-American man or black man i i some people prefer either term but i'm just right. saying this is part of the story uh gave him five stars great guy and what i do with since covid i'm not a germaphobe but mm. i fist bump with everybody i'm like i'd rather fist bump i don't want to have wipe germs i'd rather do that i don't want to wipe your germs on my hand right um but so when i said goodbye to him and and i said thanks and everything i i saw his hand come up to shake but i but i put my hand in a fist to do fists and like by the time we we're heading for each other i'm like uh he's putting his hand in a fist too uh and i fist bumped him and just out of like i was like yeah fist bump for germs for germs because in my mind i thought he probably just thinks i'm some shame. asshole trying to be cool yeah <laughs> just because he's a black right. man i'm doing this but i was like no no for right. germs i for do germs. it with everybody for germs i don't think i'm black i'm not trying to be black i'm not trying to be cool i'm not trying to be hip <laughs> I don't think this is what you do all the time. I'm not that racist. <laughs> I know he thought that when he walked away. Mm-hmm. There's no way to explain it. <clears throat> I just had a nervous tick. I was just like, for the germs. <laughs> for the germs. Now if only you had no I ran down the street. He was driving away and I ran down the street. And you still have place for the germs. Really? It's for the germs. <laughs> I'm not a racist. I don't think that's how you... I, I, I just want... I just... I really feel bad about... Just for germs, really. <laughs> I gave him 10 stars. You can only give five, but I went on. I, I gave him 10 stars. I found stars. a way to give 10. <clears throat> that sounds like something Maude so, would do. Because Maude was always trying to overcompensate for Florida. Yes, exactly. That's like exactly something that Maude would do. I mean, Maude wanted, to go, young Maude wanted to go out the back door because it was easier for her to get. <clears> and, and, Maude, yes. and Maude would insist she'd go out the front door and it'd like add five minutes because she'd have to go back around the back. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, so anyway, so, we should get to this movie. Let's get to, to this Unless movie. Unless you have more to say. Do you want uh, to get to the movie? I have no more to say. So you pick this movie. I'll let you start. I pick the movie. I have a lot to say. I pick the movie, and the name of the movie is Mayday at Forty Thousand Feet. Uh, it's a nineteen seventy six made for television drama film directed by Robert Butler, who was a who directed very, the Star Trek pilot. Is that really? Oh my gosh, Tim! How did, did I miss that? Yeah, I did my research. I did not know. I see Star Trek and Wikipedia. I hone right in. I'm like, what? What's happened with Star Trek? What was happening with Star Trek? Is there another spin-off? What was happening in 1972 with Star Trek? And, is, is, there a, uh, is, is there a 27th series on Paramount Network? <laughs> yeah. There will be. There are Paramount Plus, not Paramount Network. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. Time. But anyway, Robert Butler was one of the premium directors of series TV through four decades, although he also came a, spe- a specialist in one-off television and film features. Uh, May Day, I'm yep. just going to kind of get into this. It's not really a synopsis because kind of the, some of these things, like there's really no plot. And if I give you the synopsis, like it's like we don't even, we really don't even need to discuss the movie because it's oh, like, well, well there, we can there, tell people there it it's is. A dra- it's a soap opera. People it's, get on the plane. Something breaks on the plane. There's drama with the soap opera people and mm-hmm. they land the plane. And they land the Maybe plane. somebody dies. Maybe somebody gets drunk. All right, Maybe Tim, somebody well, has rude right, sexual Tim, well, comments. I'll, I'll see. I'll see you next week. Who, do we have a guest? I'm just next telling year? the people. Yeah, the people. Telling the people. The people. What it's about. The people. I call it terror at one thousand feet. Is it one thousand? <laughs> Can I do you, that? You don't. Have, you don't have to go to forty. <laughs> you don't have to go to forty thousand feet to be terrified no. of this movie. <laughs> just, just go to a thousand. Do not. Just, just get, just get in a hot air balloon. You'll be terrified enough about this movie. <laughs> um, anyway, it is a. Um, 
It is a meeting at forty thousand feet was an example of the nineteen seventies disaster film. Do you remember the nineteen seventy like like earthquake in sensor around? And there was um, uh, the tower. There's always five of these airport movies. The ta- oh, there was there was airport and the terror, and there mm-hmm. was airport seventy five, and there was airport <laughs> seventy seven, and they then there the was my personal time. favorite airport seventy nine, the Concorde. Concorde. Yeah, but they flew into space, right? You know, we joke about the original <laughs> airport, but the original airport was actually an Academy Award winning film. Oh, Miss Helen Hayes won for Best Supporting Actress for that movie. Well, that's, there was a lot of cocaine back then, John. There was a lot of cocaine, and, and everybody knows who was the biggest cokehead in the late 60s, early 70s. Miss Helen Hayes. Uh, Miss Helen yes, Hayes. Miss Helen Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Her and Vivian Vance were partners. Her and Vivian Vance and Vivian would be coked out of her <laughs> mind. They, they, and they'd be like, what is Vivian Vance just sitting in the front row again this year? What, what, didn't, yes. Don't we have her picture circulated to security? Stop letting her in. Look at her. She's all, she's been, she's been with that Helen Hayes again, hasn't she? That was a common phrase of those Hollywood parties. Don't give Vivian any cocaine. Don't give Vivian. Down. She'll Don't be at some other party. <laughs> just, just ask Lucy to not give Vivian any cocaine. Why were you know what? Who cares? Who cares at this point? But remember, earthquake was in censor round. Did I? I mentioned that already. Censor round. Did you mention that? I think I mentioned that already. Like censor round was like this this sound system in the movie theaters. And I think I, think, well, I, I, I think I think roller coaster was in sensor round too. There was a a disaster. Uh, yeah, I think that was in sensor round too. And it was only like in like four or five films that I know of. And then suddenly you never heard about sensor round again. <laughs> I think Love Story was in sensor round, right? Love Story was in sensor round. <laughs> I think so. Although <laughs> one of the people in this film played Ryan O'Neill's father in Love Story. Oh. Which oh, one? Fun, funny you should mention. You're going to tell me Ray, 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 Ray Milan, the oh, guy who played the alcoholic doctor, Academy Award he, yeah, winner, well, winner Ray Milan. He played Oliver. What was he, it Oliver? The, uh, Ryan O'Neill was like Oliver the third or fourth, and he was like Oliver mm-hmm. Junior or the third or whatever. Yeah, he played Ryan yes. O'Neill's father and loves it. It's so funny you would say that. <laughs> but yes, love story wasn't love story wasn't censored. It wasn't censored. It was. Was that really Cornell? Let's not talk about that. Was like, that really Cornell that they that they filmed? I don't think that was really Cornell where they filmed the opening mm. scene of Love Story. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not sure. I don't think so. It might have been. I do want to also to set this up for viewers. The airline in this movie is Transcom, mm-hmm. and Transcom had many subsidiaries such as Transcom roller skates, Transcom Amway products, and mm-hmm. Transcom. Pet Stones. They they were trying to compete with the Pet Rock. Pet Rock. And they like, called them Pet Stones. Pet Stones. And they, like you lived in an apartment and didn't have room for a Pet Rock, you could just have a Pet Stone. Pet Stone. Exactly. It was great for like if you had like a studio or even a one bedroom, and you don't, you know, you get that big Pet Rock, and it takes up so much room. You know, it's, it's not, big. and it's not, and it's not fair to keep the Pet Rock cooped up in that apartment all day so yeah you get a pet stone much small it's like the Let's it's like the the, the the chihuahua of pet copy. rocks it is very Copyright small very, you can walk around with it in your purse you know yeah and 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 before you go on i'm mm. I'm, ta- I'm a chatty person you're a chatty kathy today but before you go on i wanted to point out john and, and you know how you're your asshole boss would say to you, now don't complain unless you're going to bring a solution. Mm-hmm. You know that old saying? I know that so I'm going to complain, but I'm going to bring a solution, John, that this movie, there's no high schools, no teenagers, no teachers, no camping with teenagers. There's no connection to teenage drama. But I realize Transcom also owns uh, Transcom gym class supplies and Chan- Transcom high school cafeteria supplies. That's yeah. the connection to high school for this movie. They supplied us with all those ropes we could never climb. Right. Remember? And the soy burgers. Yeah. And, the and then soy. those ropes. Soiling green is people. <laughs> uh, oh, spoiler alert. Soiling green is people. But anyway. But yes. uh, <laughs> so uh, now. Well, no. But I just picked it because it was a movie from my childhood. I do actually remember watching this on television. Oh, I know. I yeah, know. that's all. That's all. I mean. 
What did Exorcist Two? What did, what did Exorcist Two the Heretic? What did Exorcist Two the Heretic have to do with high school? Had a, maybe, had a maybe, ca- maybe Catholic school, but not high school. Maybe. <laughs> so shall we get so into anyway. the film now? Film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just enjoy the the, the, the the art of Robert but Although I guess I can't make fun of Robert Butler now that he directed the pilot of Star Trek. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, he did a lot of... He did Dick Van Dyke. I'm sure you read all the shows he did. Yeah, I did. I guess I, I, guess I just must have overlooked. Because there's a lot of people. Because, you know, after all, and if we could have a little reverb, this is an all-star cast. So there are a it lot is. of people. Wait, I don't. I, can we get a little more? Oscar re- winner. Can we get a little okay. more reverb in that? <clears throat> An all star cast. cast. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's much better. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay. you. I'll that uh, actually, there are two Academy Award winners in this. There's um, Ray Myland, who won the Academy Award in 1945, Best Actor for The Lost Weekend, where he played mm-hmm. an alcoholic. Alcohol. I know. And then uh, Roger Crawford, who won the Academy Award, I believe it was 1948 or 49 for All the King's Men. Right. Another Oscar winner from that was Mercedes McCambridge. She won Best Supporting Actress for that film. She wound up doing the voice when Linda Blair got possessed in The Exorcist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did not know yeah. that. Well, actually, and they didn't credit her in the film initially, and so she had to get the Screen Actors Guild to threaten to litigate, and then they gave mm-hmm. her credit. But that has, nothing, that has nothing to do with May Day at 40,000 feet. That's more interesting than the movie. It is more interesting than the movie, and I may be. I may be. Oh, wait, wait a second. Wait, I think I got an update on the Ouija board. Wait, hold up, Tim. Hold okay. up. What? What? No, 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 no. B. Arthur did not do Petticoat Junction. No, that's not B. Arthur. No, no, that's B. Benedict. No, I don't want to talk to B. But no, I don't want to talk to. No, I'm sure she's a very. She sounds like a very. No, B. Arthur. Oh, okay. Just let me know. They didn't get B. Arthur. I can see that. Okay, so are you going to go through all the B names? Who else is coming? <laughs> yes. Anyways, this this starts off with the airplane and Mister Jackson jetting it and taking off, and Mister 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 David Jansen, who played Doctor Richard Kimball, the Fugitive, and the Fugitive, the TV series that inspired the Harrison Ford Tommy Lee Jones movie. And I still believe that final episode. And let me tell. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, I, th- I still You're gonna think... say the final episode is the most watched. Well, it was the most watched, watched but it's, I, it's no longer. I think, I don't know if no. who shot JR overtook it. I know the finale of MASH overtook it. Hmm. And, I then, that, uh, and then I want to say, then I want to say who shot JR. And then uh, Vivian Vance goes to rehab for Coke on uh, Here's <laughs> yes, Lucy. I think so. Uh, that was the number that three got one that got a lot of viewers. It was what they call, you know, they call them those very special episodes. <laughs> Did Vivian get nominated? In fact, for all episode, they're like, "Where's Vivian? Where's Vivian? Where'd she go? Where, who, gets, who, who gave who Viv gave the, the cocaine? Who gave Viv the coke? <laughs> and of course, you know, Desi Arnaz Jr. was on that for, and they're like, you know, and then he got in trouble and just it was it was a wacky, wacky episode. Um, but but John, I'm going to share with the audience that. I was doing research on Mr. Jansen, mm-hmm. and I typed his name in, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, and I sent this to you, the first picture I get is him naked getting a massage, you know, yeah, laying on that. his stomach. I saw that. And I'm like, why, why is this the first image of, uh, of him just pop up? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know, but he... I, no, I and don't say it's because of my search engines. You know the embarrassing no, thing no, no, I no. watch? What's that? I watched model trains, model railroads that are re- re- really uh, elaborate. Oh, well, everybody, everybody <laughs> knows model trains are just the front for pornography. <laughs> yeah. It's a gateway. You want to go watch model trains? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. a gateway drug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but I thought, like, I looked so, at his face. I didn't realize how much um, David Jansen looked like my dad. Because when I first saw that yeah, picture, I was like... Where'd you get a picture of my father? And then I then I enlarged That's, it, and it was like, oh well, it's not my dad. 
<laughs> um, you enlarged it and went, whoa. But I didn't, I didn't see the bare ass. I just saw the face initially. You know, and I was like, yes. why is my dad? Tim, where'd you get a picture of my dad? And then it was like, oh, that's not my dad. <laughs> yeah, because he's pretty old there. We, it's bad enough that last time we watched a movie, we had to see an old 35-year-old woman naked. Oh, that elderly, that elderly. Mr. Jansen was like 50 years old, I think. That I don't think he made it to 50. He died, oh, that's right. heart, he died, he died of a heart attack very young. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was just like three or four years after he did Mayhem at 40,000 feet. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. But he's sad in this movie because his wife is getting a lump checked. That's yes. part of our drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the 70s can talk about cancer. He's like, it's something with the woman's so, chest. He's, he's saying that to the woman, like, uh, you wouldn't understand. It's you something with it. the woman's you chest. She's got it checked out. Yeah. And he's like, all, he's <laughs> all like swear. despondent over it. So, I mean, screw like the guy with the gun and screw like the hydraulics, you know, getting out of way. I mean, he didn't eat like, hey, you're supposed to be at 37,000, you're at 27,000. And he's just like despondent, just like staring off into space, thinking about his wife. Yes. You know, oh, that's right. You're talking about he was flying at twenty eight thousand. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, this can't be good." Somebody just take the control. Somebody should have just said, "You know what? Go sit in the back." What was what was his name in the movie? Do you remember? What uh, was his name in the movie? It was um, oh gosh, uh, Captain Pete Douglas. I'm just going to call him Captain Pete, Pete Douglas. Yeah, Pete. Pete was flying at twenty nine thousand feet, and the other guy's like, "Pete, the name of the movie is forty thousand feet." Mayhem at forty thousand feet. Get us high. We can't we can't charge the sponsors as much for mayhem at twenty nine thousand feet. It has to be the full forty. Coca Cola is not going to cough up that money, Pete. No, it's got to be the full forty thousand feet. Come on, snap out of this. Coca Cola, I think it was Coors Light again. Oh, I don't know. Mm. We were you're, you're just no. never gonna you're never gonna forgive me for that, are you? <laughs> you are never gonna forgive me so, for that. So there's a very not to be mean overweight marshal air marshal. Mr. Roger Crawford, guy. Academy Mr. Award winner, Academy Award winner, oh, Roger Crawford. I didn't look him up. I got distracted with everything else. Yes. But he's got a gun. He's going to pick up a fugitive. Mm-hmm. Not a fugitive. He's just a prisoner. Transport. He's a prisoner. Murder. And they give us some f- foreshadowing because he's like, I don't feel so good. I ate two bowls of chili for dinner. And yeah. That's yeah. transcom. You know, get one bowl of chili, get the next one free. So. That was their motto. I don't that know what was he was thinking. Mo- that was their motto. <laughs> he ate all the bread they brought him. He had like three martinis, some three pickles, martinis. and dessert, and, and three cigarettes. He's like, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so hot. <laughs> and Vivian, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And Vivian, and Vivian Vance offered him a couple lines of coke, and right. he was just like, <laughs> and I ran into Vivian Vance. <laughs> and I ran into Vivian Vance. She didn't. She she didn't lock the door to Occupado. I barged in and she was she Broderick. Have a two. And when the pilots are like, he's like, I'm the marshal. He goes, you got a gun? And he just brings out that gun. Like, yep, got a gun. Waves got it around. Gun, waves it around. Like, yep, right here. Got yes. it right here. Got my gun. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much the setup. Oh, and a pilot met uh, an old flame. An old flame, yes. He went okay. to the, the dingy hotel room. Yeah, what? Yeah, they used to live together. Right. And she just happened to sit at the bar. She's having to, I think she's getting ready to leave for New York. And he's like, yes. I noticed, you know, your wedding ring or lack of one. And so yes. it's like, you know, they <laughs> live together. I don't know. They haven't seen each other for six or seven years. And she got married and she's just gone through a divorce. And he's like, well, why don't we fly to New York together? And she comes up to his hotel room, <laughs> you know, like, like you do. You Putting know, quarters get, in that vibrating bed. Exactly. <laughs> and they spend the night together. And then the next day he asked her to marry her. And she says, yes, because what could possibly go wrong? We haven't seen each other in six <laughs> weeks. We haven't seen each other in six no. years. I've been through a divorce. You've, you know, you advanced in your career as a pilot. Um, yes. We spend one night in a hotel room. Yes, I will marry and, you. Wow. And, and she was like, and you overcame your fear of quarters because you can put quarters in the vibrating bed in this dingy hotel room. Well, see, that came you. about. See, that came about history. <laughs> see, and this is. This is, uh, I think this is on the cutting room floor. This is part of the character development I found. Um, mm. A little known fact about the character, his fear of the vibrating bed came when he, um, he didn't realize he had a Canadian quarter. And 
he put the Canadian quarter in and just as the thing started bucking like a mechanical bull. Um, <laughs> several people Don't want were, that communist <laughs> money in my, <laughs> my machine. Several, several people were injured. And, you know, so he's like, oh, never again. <laughs> never again will I put quarters in, this, in one of those beds again. Several, several stewardesses. Several stewardesses were because um, the, the the men in this movie again. If you didn't live in the seventies, the men in this movie pigs. it was all it, like sexist pigs. You can <laughs> say it, <laughs> yeah. But every woman they see, they're yeah. like speaking of air brakes. Check out her air brakes. Check out her air brakes. Speaking of landing gear, check out her landing gear. <laughs> speaking of nice personalities, check out her knockers. It was just yeah. constant. So anyway, so, and then and then there's like a little confusion here because well, not confusion, but. The guy who played Stan, right. Christopher George, who was going to, I can't say this is a straight face, he was going to marry the woman he hadn't seen in seven years after one night in the <laughs> airport hotel room. Yeah. He was actually married to Linda Day George, who played the stewardess with the long blonde hair. Oh, uh, okay. What was her name? Um, you know, who? Uh, stewardess uh, too, John. Stewardess too. What, what the heck was her name? Linda Day George as Kathy. Uh, no, that was. I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have gotten that. One stewardess. One stewardess gets shot. One stewardess is the voice of reason, and the other stewardess is like, "I quit. I'm out of here." Yeah, the one is one, the one that wound up doing uh, Trevor John MD. Remember, she played the nurse on Trevor. Did you ever yes, watch yes. Trevor mm-hmm. John MD? You know, little known fact. No, I didn't love it. No, well, you know, it was something that I would, you know, my parents would watch it, and I'd be like, eh, "All right." Yeah. Um, but no, little known fact, I didn't realize this, you know, doing the research today. Actually, Pernell Roberts, who played Trapper John in Trapper John, M.D., that show was on the air for seven seasons. So he actually played the role twice as long as Wayne Rogers did on MASH. Got it. Got it? I think I did see this show. Is he the one who lived in a trailer? Uh, uh, Gonzo Gates. Yes. Gregory Harrison. So yeah. was he supposed to be the character from MASH? No, no, no. But no, suddenly the, he was the, in the, the 70s. Older, the older gentleman, per, Parnell oh, okay. Roberts, who, who was one of Lauren Green's sons on Bonanza. The older gentleman oh. was Chapper John. He was like the young, up-and-coming doctor, surgeon, whatever he was supposed to be. I don't know if it was an intern okay. or a resident or what he was, but he was like, you know, the hot young. Yes. And, yeah, one of my was, teachers in school was always like, ooh, ooh, got to yeah. watch that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... Uh, what was the name of the, the, guy, the guy who ate uh, two bowls of chili and all the bread and the pickles? Uh, that would be Marshall Sam Reese. Yes. Marshall Sam Reese, played by Academy Award winner Broderick Crawford. Did you ever eat at a, at a Ponderosa, John? Yes, I did. Have you ever had, you remember the, remember I, what the tag, I, remember what the tagline used to be? Get that ponderous feeling. You ever have that ponderous feeling, Tim? It, it's not pleasant. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the last time I went, because I had a friend. Does it involve I had a friend who couldn't get out much. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he was like, can you please take me to Ponderosa? And we had, there was another friend who would take him out. One day, the other friend took us both. He's like, I want to go to Ponderosa. All you can eat. He, he. He had some issues, but so we take them. Issues with Ponderosa or just issues in general? Okay, issues in general. Oh, okay. And we're going, I'm getting those fries that are under the heat lamp right next to the pudding under the heat lamp. And, uh, Ooh, Tim, I know you're going back to that. I know your history with, with deep fried potato part, uh, with deep fried <laughs> potato products. I think I know how this, I think I know how no, this story's going to end. There were the tater tots in high me. school that we discussed with. I, okay, go ahead. I was just walking back to my table and I, there was a, a family and a, there was a child and he had his bowl to go back, go get all he could eat. But he was sitting at the table, vomiting into his, his bowl at, at the table. That's all. That's all my story is. And I was just like, okay, we're yeah. going home. I'm not eating here. Anymore. I mean, that is just like, that is just like American gluttony in a nutshell. And the parents, the parents were probably like patting him on the back going, do you want to go up and get more? <laughs> Go on, it's all you I can eat. I think I said to my friend. It's all you can eat. Did you see Go on up. Go on back up. I think my friend, I was like, did, did, you, did I dream that? Do you see? He's like, oh, the kid vomiting? Yep, yep. And he just kept eating. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway. What does any Sorry. of this have to I'm do with me? the story. What is it? Well, you know what? I think actually this conversation, again, the, this conversation. The cafeteria scene. 
The cat, yes. The cat, well, the two bowls, the two bowls of chili. You know, only have one bowl of chili. Especially if you're an air marshal having to transport a shackled. And what about like okay, Broderick Crawford as the marshal? You know, they were in LA mm-hmm. the whole time. He never took off that overcoat and the scarf and the hat. No. Like I get, I get mm-hmm. that you well, would wear a snowstorm. Well, I get you would wear it because you were heading to Salt Lake City, and I believe eventually New York. But the whole time he was in LA. He like never took off. I'm like, he must have been really, really hot. That could have been part of his problem yeah. too. You know, as somebody who, as yeah. somebody who did yeah. succumb to uh, to heat exhaustion last week, last week. I, 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 I can speak firsthand of this, Tim. And yeah, if you can, if you cannot, if you cannot self administer an IV to hydrate yourself, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you don't want to fall asleep in your neighborhood. You might wake up with your kidney missing. I, exactly. Exactly. So they all get on the plane. There's they a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. The plot was a little bit like, oh, Pete wants to get home to see his wife because she's suddenly going to have surgery. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they check moved out it up two long. days or something. The the doctor had a cancellation. They're like, well, let's go in and take care of it now. So he's just in a mm-hmm. fog. He's just in a fog the whole movie. He doesn't know what's going on. He could have killed them all before the the, the serial killer <laughs> or the murderer or whoever the hell he was. Oh, but before we get on, and, don't uh, forget that they were transporting him. From the okay, oh wait, no, okay, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. So they've gotten on the plane in LA, they're heading to Salt Lake City. Okay, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself, I'm sorry. And this is where we I'm see, I'm not worried about the plot, John. Yeah, I know. he does try to escape once. Is that what you want to back up to? Yeah, but that's that's yeah, but I'm backing up when it's actually forward. So, but this is where we do meet Academy Award winner Ray Milland as um, Dr. Joseph Mannheim, and we never yes. find out exactly what it was he what what. You know, well, yeah, because the, the the I'll get to that, John. Okay, <laughs> Susan. Yeah, we don't know what he did wrong. He, he we don't know what he did wrong. All he, he said some, something about something about helping somebody in a car in California, and they should have just let him die. Now, yeah. I, now malpractice suit, and he's give me another scotch. He's playing the same character as he did in, uh, in the Lost, Lost Weekend. Weekend. Yes, exactly. They're like, you know, uh, who can we get? But he could grab another Oscar that easy. Yeah, but then he realized it. Well, see, and that's how they got him. It was going to be a theatrical film. Did you see how Miss Helen Hayes won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for Airport? Right, right. You, too, could win the Academy Award for Best Supporting. See, they told him it was a theatrical film, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, and then he... And uh, Helen Hayes and Vivian Advance were sitting around doing lines of coke one night, and they're like, "Yeah, do it, do it, Ray, do it, play it." <laughs> yes. <laughs> that they probably played some drinking game, and he lost. He's like, "I yeah. got to do it." Yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. <laughs> could have been Vivian Advance in that role. Keep Viv away from the coke. <laughs> Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that at Desilu. <laughs> um. We're going to get so many letters from the advance fans. <laughs> Let's bring in the fans. Like, I mean, Before if, I, if I'm getting such hate mail about the kid from Teen Witch, JJM, <laughs> I, I can imagine yeah. the mail I'm going to get now. <laughs> and mixing up your amphibians. And mixing up my amphibians. <laughs> Oh no, George! George, friend of the show, George O'Connor. He's a big fan of Vivian Vance. So New, New York Times. I just, I just realized. New York, no, you cannot just say George O'Connor. You're in for you, it, John. You have to say the whole. No, you cannot just say George O'Connor. It is New York Times bestselling author New York George Times O'Connor. Bestseller. Okay. And friend of the show. I know. And friend of the show. Before I forget, John. Uh huh. Am I talking too much? I like for you to talk. But no, I I, talking, I'm, afraid, I'm always afraid. I'm, I'm always afraid I'm talking too much. But we're not even to Salt Lake City. We're not even to Salt Lake City yet, Tim. We're like 37 minutes into this. <laughs> there's there's going to be an off. And, I, and I've noticed on our past episodes, like for some reason, we put like like two or three extra syllables in editing, editing, yes. editing. Mm. So this is going to be a lot of editing. Yes. Maybe I'll skip this. I don't know. I, I can't remember what I wrote, John. I can't remember what I wrote, but okay, I did my so, little thing. So let's get, to Salt, director... let's, let's get to Salt Lake City. <laughs> okay, let's get to Salt Lake City. Let's just get to Salt Lake City. So, I'm still going to do it. Oh, go ahead, do it. Go. Okay, you want to do it, go do it. No, but we can get to Salt Lake City. Okay, they I get to Salt Lake City, which is where they got to pick up Greco, who is uh, accused of, I think it's murder, murder two, I think they say. 
And he tried you know, to escape. Yeah. yeah, and and he tries to escape from the two officers trying to get him out. And mm-hmm. uh, Pete, the captain, is like, "We're just going to refuel. We're going to get out of here immediately." And and the guy at the desk is like, "Well, you know, the snow's coming." And I know, he's like, "Listen, I told you, we're getting out of here now. You call whoever you've got to call." So they get by. That works. <laughs> yes, that you works. Call the snow so, gods. Yeah, so they get Greco on the plane after he tried to take out the two officers transporting right. him from the from the I guess it was the jail. And um yes. mm-hmm. so they've got him all shackled and Ray Milan's still asking for scotch. It's, it's transcom scotch. Yes. <laughs> transcom airlines. There's a woman with a baby. Oh and don't forget Terry, Terry the the, the stewardess and they call them stewardesses. As a matter of fact, he calls mm-hmm. them because you know today you couldn't call them seriously like that's flight attendant. But Ray, yes. Ray Milan says waitress, oh, yeah, waitress, I want a waitress, waitress, I want another scotch. And and Linda Day George comes up to him and says, "The correct term is stewardess." <laughs> How the times have changed! How the times have changed! And, and so he's just still drinking his scotch. Okay, so. Um, I want my yes, scotch and soda, otherwise Terry, known as Terry, a Vivian Vance. Terry, yeah, Vivian Vance, with, with, with a Coke chasing. Um, and then yes. the, uh, and keep, keep Viv away from the Coke. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, how's it going in there with the Ouija board? God. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. You now, I'm sorry. If you if you come, up, it's been a week, guys. If you can't get up with her can't this week, well, who who? Bill? Me- no, we don't want Walter. Okay, great, fantastic. Yeah, fine. Uh, okay, I'm gonna jump in here, John. I'll do okay, it quick. Please, please do. I don't have a name for this. Still, it's okay. Since the man who directed the Star Trek pilot mm-hmm. also directed this. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> he, he directed Dick Van Dyke, and he directed this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'll do this quick. Okay. The ways that this movie and the Dick Van Dyke show are alike. Ooh, this ought to be good. You're the not going tra- to trash Rose. You're not going to trash Rosemary, though, are you? Because oh, I can't. Nope. I will not tolerate any mm-hmm. tra- trashing of Rosemary. Okay. No. So the ways that. The Dick Van Dyke Show and this movie are like. So, number one, an episode of The Dick Van Dyke Show was about half an hour, and May Day at 40,000 40, feet took about a half hour to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither May Day at 40,000 feet or The Dick Van Dyke Show featured an accurate portrayal of David Jansen. That's number two. Number three, <laughs> I'm adding some canned laughter. Number three, Please, there's always yeah, an alcoholic be... in airplane movies, and Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> there's always an alcoholic in airplane movies and the dick van dyke show was sponsored by Tran- transcom brand scotch <laughs> i thought you're gonna i thought you're gonna make fun of poor dick van dyke's alcoholism i well i that's what i wrote and then i rewrote it then you thought like, too okay. easy i mean it's just like the vivian vance joke vivian, vivian vance and the cocaine <laughs> is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but Dick Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke and Dick alcohol, and alcohol. Nothing. we can't go. Nothing. We can't go there. We can't go there. <laughs> All right. So the the guys on the plane. Where are we? Uh, guys, the, the, the criminal criminals yes. on board. Roger Crawford has gotten some. This is a strong at the um, the uh, the pharmacy in L.A. They give him these like little. I don't know. They were like what were they? Orange or pink? And they were like some little. Yeah. Pills. They said he couldn't give him codeine, but this is good. Right. This is the this is the most this is the most powerful thing I can give you without a prescription. Hey, buddy, you mm-hmm. give me, well, I'll get checked by a doctor when I. And um, lo and behold, Roger Crawford has a heart attack and dies. Yes. Well, he and, ordered two more bowls of chili. You forgot that <laughs> on the plane. I want three <laughs> loaves of bread this time, an extra butter. Get one. Yes. And transcom. Brand and chili. Yeah. And then lo and behold, <laughs> he has a heart attack, dies. Greco, the, the, the prisoner, pulls the gun out of the out of mm-hmm. out of because he only had it in his overcoat. He like didn't even have it secure right. in a holster. He just had like in a pocket nope. and that overcoat he never took off. 
and and showed and showed him where it was. Right, he's flashing that gun everywhere. Yeah, flashing like, look at this. See what will happen to you? <laughs> punk, call him, push him around, call him punk. You know, you cannot get away with that with <laughs> with inmates or arrestees in this day. You just no. cannot. And um, <laughs> no, the waitress, that was not. A, it was no, especially she dark just bumped her head. I thought go she ahead, got shot too in the day of George. I was like, ooh, she's yeah, shoots shoots yeah, she, a stewardess. She just, she's bumped her head. She must have just tripped people. Or However. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She wasn't. The, she wasn't the stewardess. She wasn't a stewardess. She was. What? She really? was sitting back she in that cabin with the stewardess. Like she owned the damn plane, but she was a nurse. They the rest of the movie, they're like, "Oh my god, she's not going to live." Yeah, she exactly. Needs a Susan, she bumped her head. Susan That's it. Was a nurse, but she's just sitting around yapping oh, oh. With, the, with the stewardesses. Like she was one of them. In the went in the back kitchen is like making herself coffee. I don't. I, nobody's ever allowed to do Walking that. Walking into the the cabin, yeah. That's what you yeah. do back then. Yeah, they're just la 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 la, you know. And, uh, and no, he also so shot the hydraulic system. The hydraulic system, and uh, and those. Pete, the captain, David Jansen, comes out and gets shot in the leg. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he uh, the so now we're in trouble. Now we're in <laughs> Molly. You in danger, girl. Um, this is uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is not good. This is where. <laughs> The Mayday at 40,000 feet begins. Yes. They don't say Mayday. I was like, come on. Someone say uh, it. The, the control say tower it? says they get a Mayday signal. Uh, and then they do say, you know, Don Lip, uh, I call him, Don Meredith, who, of course, did, who, who did the, uh, yeah, he was like the, the real uh, <laughs> misogynistic, what was he, the engineer? He yeah. did, he's, remember when he uh, he did, okay, so you had two. Oh, so Jane Powell played the wife. Kitty Douglas of Captain P. Douglas, played by uh, David Jansen, who had the exploratory surgery right. for the tumor in her breast. <laughs> she did the. Sorry, uh, I'm not the, laughing about that. The, the Polydent commercials. Remember the she did the Dungeon Cleaner commercial. She did that, and yeah. Don Meredith used to do the Lipton tea commercials. Ah, yes, I remember that. Yes, yeah, so and it's funny you bring that up, John. It's oh. funny you remember, bring that up. Oh, oh okay. Do you, do you remember? Do you know Graham Graham Beckel from All My Children? And many other shows, Graham, uh, Graham I might, Beckel. I, I might know. I might know if I look it up. I don't know. Well, he he did the commercials for Transcom Airlines in 1976. Did he really? He advertised that they had the in-flight chili or nachos with melted cheese, and he did commercials. <laughs> and uh, they involved him enjoying a drink on a flight back home to Erie, PA. He had been to the Transcom High School Cafeteria Equipment Convention in Michigan where he uh, almost sliced his finger off using a spam slicing mechanism. And he would hold his uh, rum and coke up to the camera and say, Transcom Airlines, uh, official airlines of the bicentennial. Let me and the kid next to him film. would have a pet, a pet rock and it would be painted oh, red, white, wow. red, white, and blue. Well, let me, <sighs> let me, let me check. Let me, take a, okay, let me check his filmography here, the paper chase. Happy as Don't the check. grass was Don't green. Chud, true believer. Welcome home, Roxy Carmichael. Oh, here we go. Yes, I see that. Yes, there it is right there. There's the ad. <laughs> so it's hard to find, fly the plane with no hydraulics. I guess we're, we're, we we're learning that. this. We're learning this because uh, they're going to have to operate the landing gear manually. Mm-hmm. And then there's like some issue like the green light doesn't come on, on the dashboard. Like, well, maybe just a problem with the light. He goes, Lots it felt like I locked it. It felt like I locked it. So, ooh, yes. That's what she mm-hmm. said. That's what she That's said. That's what they were but saying. The whole movie. Those were the jokes of the whole movie. Yeah. And then, <sighs> then it's Kitty. Kitty was Pete's wife, right? Mm-hmm. She comes out of surgery. They put her right in front of a TV. Mm-hmm. And on the TV comes. <laughs> this flight's in trouble. There's been a shooting. And she goes, that's yeah. my husband's flight. That's oh, my, my God. And, the nur- and he's like, nurse, nurse, subdue her. <laughs> she yeah. gets the needle right away. Out with you. First they say, no, don't. I got to find this out. Yeah. A woman. Know, you know, like, needs a shot right away. Kitty's makeup is flawless throughout. Like her, she's in, she's in surgery and her makeup is flawless. She's in, you know, she's in the hospital room recovering. Her makeup is flawless. You know, it's just like. Because you know Jane Powell, Jane Powell wouldn't get on camera without flawless makeup. I guess no. 
And then, and then, like they have a press conference, and like the the head pilot or whoever he's supposed to be, he's like, "Okay, guys, off the record." You know, basically, what is like, "Okay, guys, off the record, this flight is screwed. They're all going to die." Yeah, not, I mean, he didn't quite he didn't quite put it that way, right? And, re- and then so the other guy says, so "The other guy's like, are you sure you should have said that to him?'" He's like, "Hey, look, you be honest with these guys." That way, yeah. Basically, what you're saying was that way. Well, like when the plane does crash in a fiery <laughs> ball, they'll go easier on them. So the severe snowstorm. The severe snowstorm is like, like, can we land in Denver? Can we land? Can we land in? I, I don't know. Dubuque. I can't remember now. And uh, well, the, and the Ray, only thing they don't the only thing they land. Can, he's asking only, for more drinks. The only thing they can. Well, first he doesn't own up to the fact that he's a doctor, although. Um, Although uh, the nurse, uh, Susan, did recognize him. But, see, she's unconscious from getting shot, so she can't mm-hmm. say anything. And so finally he, like, owns So Oh, so Don Meredith is trying to tape, like, bandages onto Susan's wound, and he drops yes. the, adhe- the, the medical adhesive tape, and it rolls under the doctor's seat. And when he goes to get it... Pick it up. He sees the... Um, like you know, the doctors. The, what do they call that? The hip, hi, hi, Hippocratic. Hippocratic. Yes. So, I think is is this is the it's the staff right next to the extra bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so finally, he does have to help them, and uh, they can't land anywhere, so they have to go to Chicago, which is three hours away. And the doctor's really worried because you know they could both bleed out. But the girl that knocked her head was she still unconscious? No, that was uh, that was uh, Linda Day George, Kathy. No, she was still she was fighting right to the end. So it's at some point I can't. I might have dozed off, but really? the flight attendant was like, was like, we can't get her off the airplane. She'll be in the way. She's dead weight. She's almost dead. And and Ray and Ray Milan's character is like, I'm getting you off this plane with me. You remember okay. this? Yeah, well, did you? She was did, like unconscious on the floor. He's like, we don't want yeah. her blocking the exits. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm there. getting I think, her off. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like halfway through well, filming, Linda Day George wouldn't come out of her trailer one day. You know, she was throwing a fit. No, about it's just iron. funny that he. We never know his plan. We never know why. He, we, we don't know what happened in California. We don't know why he's getting sued for malpractice. We have no. We have he no so clue. Drunk. All we all we know, all, gonna... all, all we're certain for sure, Tim, is that there is Mayday at forty thousand feet. That's all yes. we're certain of. There is Mayday at forty thousand feet. That's all we know. I think he was going to cut her up and put her in his medical bag. That's what he's. Well, you, you must have dozed after the scene know. where they had to throw Roger Crawford's body out. They had to like open the door and talk about oh, a dead weight. Did they? Oh, you you missed that. You must have dozed <laughs> off. Okay, because you never see Roger Crawford's body again. And they never wrote a scene for Ray Moland and, and brought, maybe they hated each other from like the forties. Like maybe they were both, maybe they were both vying for the affections of a certain temptress, a, a saucy vixen named Miss Jovan Fleet, Possibly. who wound up playing the dragon lady in Satan School for Girls. And there's just bad blood between them ever since. And, ah. and, and they're like, I will not do a scene with that man. No, they never had a scene together. Yes. Wouldn't you think they if you had did. like two Academy Award winning actors in this piece of crap television movie that you would at least write a scene together for him? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. But this movie had no, you wouldn't even know it's a bicentennial. You wouldn't know oh, these characters. They are didn't so... have, they didn't have, they did, they didn't have the seats upholstered in the fife and drum corps. No. <laughs> You laugh. My mother bought that couch in like 1975, 1976. Does she still have it? Uh, no. <laughs> no. And well. we painted our room. She painted my bedroom, <clears throat> mine and my brother Chris's bedroom, George Washington blue. Suddenly in the wow. bicentennial year, there was this color called. I remember. George Washington blue. Uh, not not slave owner George Washington off blue, but George oh. Washington blue. I'm sorry. I shouldn't bring That's, that up. Why am I bringing bring up that. American he history? A, he is the father of our country. Watch it. We're losing, our, losing our Florida listeners. We are losing right and left. <clears throat> um, so, so that's basically 
they, they have a tense landing. Do you, do you want to go into it? Uh, Not really? No, there's like crosswinds and like he's going, you know, they're, they're, they're hitting the runway at, at fifth at a hundred knots. And then it's like 90 knots and like Don Meredith is counting down by tens. And finally, and I was stop. thinking like, if I knew what, how many knots was dangerous, I might be worried, but I don't know I might too. what the right yeah, number of knots I know, are. All I know is, is that there is May Day at 40,000 feet. I don't know what happens on the ground. You didn't, you didn't explain that to me. Yeah, so basically, long story short, um, uh, Pete gets treated. He's fine. Susan, the nurse, she's going to be fine, and they're all going to live happily ever. Oh, and Don Meredith and Kathy, the uh, Linda Day George, uh, wind up kind of walking off into the sunset together, and there's a, uh-huh. a, a just a tease that they are mm-hmm. going to be winding up together. And uh, my favorite scene is the the, the one flight attendant who's like i can't take it and i'm out of here oh, yeah. doing i quit I'm that's quitting. it i quit but you know what you can't blame <laughs> she her because she was like a trainee <laughs> no. she was a trainee you know and she's just like you know she's like i can oh. take all the sexist comments from the pilots but this is too much no, seriously no seriously <laughs> i mean like you know your first day is this disaster no you're like no i don't think this is for me i so, don't blame her i don't blame her at all so that was me I'm, gla- I'm, I'm glad this film gave us conversation but it was that was I'd, I might have liked summer camp a little better, John. Oh, I, you know, it wasn't. It, I, I, I will admit. Okay, I will. I will agree with you. Uh, May Day at forty thousand feet was no summer camp. You are absolutely right. You Tim. know what popped up on YouTube as soon as it ended was a Mr. Bean sketch. Really? Oh. I was like, oh, I can wash my brain out with this. I love Mr. Bean. I love Rowan Atkinson. I just love him. He's awesome. It was an episode, did you see this one, where he had to be a doctor while he was drunk because he had accidentally been to a picnic and he drank like a whole bottle of scotch by accident. Oh, so no. uh, he ends up in the hospital. Uh, and it's a funny bit where he's got his, he needs his scalpel, but he has his plastic knife from the picnic. And he doesn't, he doesn't want to cut him open, so he's got the little packet of ketchup and he just puts the ketchup on the patient. And he <laughs> pretends to, to pull olives out of the body. And It's a great episode of uh, Mr. Bean. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't recall that. I don't recall that. It's just, that's that's hilarious. I love I love Mr. Bean. And then he then he found some uh, pet rubbish because that's what pet rocks were called in pet rubbish. Pet rubbish. Okay, so sun cream, pet rubbish. Pet rubbish. What else have we learned? You hear that, keep, Dirk? Keep 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 <laughs> vivid of the away. show, Dirk. Keep Feel good. keep keep vivid away from the coke. We learned a lot today, Tim. We, we have did. learned a lot today. We've talked a lot. I don't we know what I can cut out. Because <clears throat> it's quiz time. The big code. Set it Q&A. Brain twist. Answer the quizzes. Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it set it Q&A. Brain twist. The big code. I love quizzes. Answer the big code. I'll call it theme song. No. Quiz time. So you know what the first question is. Do you have anything ready or you want to hear mine? Um, go ahead. You go first. Okay. So who would fart in a crowded an elevator intentionally? Uh, probably Greco. He's the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Although... Because he's the criminal. Right, right. I was thinking the same thing. However... But, oh, yeah, you go ahead. Tell me yours. Had Broderick Crawford had a third bowl of chili. Right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the baby. And the baby. Well, you can't blame the baby, though. You can't. Yeah, you can't hold, you can't hold the baby, you know, to the standards of... But, Roger but the Crawford. pilot that, that was going to get together with his girlfriend what was his name, Steve. Oh, Stan. Stan. I he I could tell by looking in his eye. He does it a lot. He he does it. He does, but he doesn't. Yeah, he but he keeps it's like silent. Like he doesn't actually like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just real. Like I think we used to call it silent but violent. Like you don't hear it, but boy, when you when it when it hits oh. your nostrils, look out. That's a new one. Silent but there's violent. Another pod, there's another podcast title: Silent but violent. Silent but violent. Vivian so Vance, have a podcast Viv- today? Viv- Vivian oh. Vance was really bad about that, too. Yes. <laughs> she rode the elevator all day. She People did. be going home and they're like, hey, you're still in the elevator. What's going yeah. on? What's going on? <laughs> we didn't people, invite you here. People, people are like, no, <laughs> the door is open. There's, there's Viv just coked out of her mind. They're like, no, we'll take the <laughs> stairs. We'll take the stairs, Viv. You have a great weekend. <laughs> So who would have a podcast? I, I guess that baby would grow up and have a podcast called 
Transcom Airlines and its subsidiaries, such as Transcom Roller Skates, Transcom Mini Golf, Transcom Video Games, such as Pac Man, and Pan- Transcom Toys, such as Pet Stones. He or she would, I, I, I say he, I don't know what the baby was, he or she would pretend to remember being on that flight mm-hmm. and how scary it was. And, and he had become a Transcom for, fanatic. And then ask, yeah, and then ask for donations. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I do like that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, gosh, who would I go with? This is a tough one for me because any of them could have done it. Any of them could I would have say pos- Susan and Steve's child, but you know, they got divorced in a month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that didn't work out. <laughs> they didn't No, They didn't even make it to the altar. Like the second night they spent together, they were like, "Ooh, no, I don't think this is going to work out." That's why he regained his fear of putting quarters in the vibrating bed, and she's like, yeah, oh, see, this and, and there was a seek, there was a, there was a planned sequel called Mayday at forty one thousand feet, and right. uh-huh. it, it never got made. Okay, so we'll go with the baby with the podcast. Okay, okay. So, which characters would have a spinoff show? Hmm. I I wrote the one that we just we just uh, trashed. His name was Burkhart, I think, last name Burkhart and student and Susan Burkhart and Susan. Yes, I think you know. But she was the one shot, or the one that bumped her head. No, she was the one that was shot. You really didn't so, pay very close attention to this movie. She goes into she surgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those little ladies got shot. You didn't really. You really. You. <laughs> Not I'm just checking movie. out their air brakes. Yeah, there Talk weren't too many characters. Check out her air like, brakes. Like, like summer camp, there were too many characters. But of course, it was an all-star <laughs> cast. <laughs> but uh, she she went into surgery. And she went into a coma, and when she woke up, she had the power to see in the future. That's what I think happened. Ooh. And uh, she saw that pet rocks were just a fad for one year, so she got into the new fad. Pac-Man fever. She became a Pac-Man champion, just like just like the, the uh, wife of the owner of Summer Camp. She pushed her. She pushed her around in the wheelchair to the Pac-Man tournaments. Yeah. Well, because she was shot, she was also in a wheelchair. They were wheelchair oh. rivals. Oh, I see. Uh, so they're like circling each other. Yes, <laughs> but the lady from Summer Camp beat her because she became the champion. And uh, okay, and this lady could also because she could see the future. She started a Cabbage Patch Kid daycare. Mm-hmm. So she made a lot of money. She, she kind of like, but like, see her money, like she would make lots of money in small amounts of time because then, then she'd have to, good thing she could see the future. Yeah. yeah. But her, she did marry Burke, Burkhart, but they did drift apart because of her fame. He would mm-hmm. try to play Pac-Man. He would be at the bar, but because of his fear of quarters, he couldn't get quarters into he the Pac-Man. Get quarters he, he might be a Canadian. He would ask kids either. to do it for him, but they they would steal his quarters and run away and call him Stinky yeah. Pants because Stinky he, pants. he farted in the elevator so much as a pilot that it just happened <laughs> all the time. <laughs> he couldn't stop farting. Couldn't do it. <clears throat> all right, killer fart joke. That's why we get lots of listeners. And of course, Maud Finley would would defeat everybody in the film. However, had Maud Finley been, been the air marshal, this there would have never been Mayday at 40,000 feet. Because Maud right. Finley would have just clocked Greco and, like, knocked him out. Punk. Yes. Punk. But could she land the plane? <laughs> oh, Maud Finley could do anything. Maud Finley could have... She would have, like, gotten out of the plane, uh, crawled on the underbelly, made sure that the landing gear was locked got climbed back up into the plane and said okay now let me land this sucker <laughs> would have been an entirely different movie if they had, if b arthur yeah. had done it it would have been great her and vivian vance on this plane that'd been great yeah <laughs> every well, time some, a pilot would well, just after him and come some, back he'd be like vivian what are you doing in my seat why, why somebody, are you flying the plane somebody's got somebody's got somebody's got to keep the coke from viv <laughs> and b arthur was just the person to do it <laughs> that's how B. Arthur got All her right. start in Hollywood. That's how she got her start in Hollywood. It was her job to keep, she, she got a job with Desilu. It was her job to keep the coke away from Viv. And then somebody said, hey, can you act? And she's like, well, I guess so. And the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> okay. Lawsuit incoming. Well, it's coming. So that's the end of the show. That's it. And I'm not going to announce a movie because I think we have a big, a big star as our guest next week. Hey. Big, this We've is tried several like, times. Yes. 
several times, but yes. I think now I've convinced put the right food in the green room. Yes. Everything is in order. Yes. Right, clean the green room. It's been a mess since George O'Connor, friend of the show, New York Times bestseller. New York, New York Times bestselling author George O'Connor. And that friends, was, and that was in this show. guest contract. Clean up the mess George O'Connor made. Mm-hmm. But as long as, although, hopefully, because I know she is like, she was on the cusp of getting the title role in the Vivian Vance story. So hopefully. Oh, come on. No. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully she can squeeze this in. Okay. <laughs> so how do people get up with us, so Tim? E- e- email us at Seti Bimco with the E at Gmail. You can email us. If you want to maybe be on the show, tell us part of your story. Don't tell us all about your horrendous high like, school story. Like, Today like was Lamoth- all about high school because it... Hmm? Like the what? Oh, the moth. It's like, like the moth radio hour. You just... You, you just yeah. No, you just leave two minutes. You just leave two minutes on yep. the voice, but they don't want to hear the whole story either. We're at SETI underscore BIMCO at Instagram and SETI BIM on Twitter. Unless, unless you're in the it. UK, unless you're in the UK and it's SETI understrike BIMCO. Yes, SETI understrike. While you're putting on sun cream and. Uh... <laughs> We're sorry, Dirk. Sorry, no, but he sorry. mentioned me. He he was he 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 gave us a shout out because today, mm-hmm. when you hear the episode, he reads my he reads my letter, so he gives the show a shout out. Oh, okay. Well, that was nice of him. So we will shout out the uh, movie mixtape with Dirk and Marcy. Dirk and Marcy, we love we Marcy. Love that show. We should have Marcy back. The animated Lord of the Rings. Oh, sorry. Well, talk you know, I've I've no no. You're not talking over me. I vaguely remember that. I do vaguely remember. Oh, that yep. wasn't no maybe. Was, it, was there an animated yeah, It was all Hobbit? rotoscoped. Yes, it was a Hobbit on TV. It's a, it's a big, complicated story. I'll talk, yeah. tell you all about it next week, John. Oh, oh please do. Please do. Hobbit was on TV. There was a movie by, made by different people. Vivian Vance showed up. Vivian Vance showed up, coached up. Stop production for a week. Could you get out of the scene? We didn't invite <laughs> you here. Who, who didn't keep them away from the coke? <laughs> All right, John, I'll talk to you next week. All right, Tim, you have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Party Line.